listening to the Sahaja Yoga meditation program. We're here every Sunday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 to introduce to you a very simple meditation technique. This morning we're going to be introducing to you Shumataji Nimaladevi, who is the founder of Sahaja Yoga. We're going to first be listening to a talk uh, that Shumataji, a lecture she gave in Brisbane in 1995. In Sydney, no, not Brisbane. <laughs> and uh, then we're going to have a meditation together. And we're going to make this um, as simple as possible uh, for you to try and understand that this meditation, how beneficial it is, how good it is, how easy it is, how much it's going to improve your life. And of course, <laughs> it's free. Shumadiji <laughs> um, <clears throat> in 1970 started with one person uh, giving them what we call our self-realization, which is the awakening of the kundalini energy, an energy that is found in the base of the spine within every human being. And through your own desire, this kundalini energy gently awakens and rises through your central channel um, and actually pierces the fontanelle bone area. And you can actually feel this energy on the top of your head as a cool breeze. In the talk that Shumadiji is going to give, she's going to explain how within us there are energy centers known as chakras and they've been evolving through time since uh, man uh, existed, um, I mean since life existed, we have been evolving from the amoeba state to what we are today, this planet, this universe and the human beings that live on it. And how very complex, in fact, we've become and what has been neglected uh, is the spirit through different reasons, but it's all been a part of the plan anyway in the fact that our attention now has to move towards the spirit. And this is why the Kundalini awakening is a very important step in man's evolution. So now we're going to listen to the talk of Shumadiji and for this just make yourself comfortable. We treat it as a meditation as well. Sit either on a chair or on the floor. Place both your hands on your lap with the palms facing upward. Close your eyes and just relax and listen to the words of Shumadiji for the next few minutes. They call it in the Quran as Qiyamah. In the Bible it's called as the Last Judgment. Every religion <coughs> has talked about these modern times as something very fantastic that our lives will be transformed. So what is the truth we are seeking? We should know what is the truth we are seeking. Firstly, we are seeking peace within ourselves. Secondly, we are seeking something we do not know. 
And that something is the spirit within ourselves. <coughs> Many scriptures have described that you have to seek your spirit. And many are preaching about it, but it seems they are not very spirit-oriented. They are more money-oriented or power-oriented. And that is why the whole attention of a seeker is diverted and deviated into something which is not really divine. <coughs> so what we are seeking is the Spirit within us, which is the source of absolute truth, absolute joy. And absolute self-knowledge. You have already heard about these different centers that are within us, which are being built during our evolution as human beings. We have reached up to a point but still we have to have the last breakthrough in our awareness. Otherwise, we cannot know the truth. At this human awareness, it is impossible to know the Absolute Truth. <clears throat> if we had known the Absolute Truth, there would have been no problem. Everybody would have seen the same thing. But there are so many ideologies, as you know, there are so many religions, so many types of preachings and also lots of false people. So if we know the Absolute Truth, then there cannot be another truth with it. It's singular. For example, I'm sitting before you, you know I'm sitting before you, all of you. There's no argument on that point. talk which was very short we'll have a short meditation as well keep your hands open on your lap and put your attention to your spirit and to help this we can put our right hand on the heart and we take a deep breath slowly take the air out and block, block it, 
Take the air in, slowly, and block it. And put your attention to your emotions in your heart. And in, within, your, within our heart we ask the creative power this cosmic energy that runs the universe, please give me peace. Please give me peace. Please give me joy. Please give me complete satisfaction. Please give me complete health, emotional health, mental health, physical health. And above all, please make me an innocent person. Childlike, always happy, always joyful, and always protected. Now we take our right hand above the head, place it on your fontanelle, and you massage your scalp in a clockwise direction. And here you, here you ask, please give me my connection with the spirit. Please give me my self-realization. Please give me what we have called baptism or the second birth. Please give me my self-realization. Then we raise our hand above the head. And see if you feel some energy. It should be a cool breeze, or it can be warm, coming from your head and from your hands. And we take our right hand on the lap, use the left hand above the head, and ask again, please give me my self-realization. Give me the yoga, the union with the spirit, with this all-pervading power of love. So we keep our attention above the head, and in our heart, we can put our hands down on the lap. And then we don't put any effort, we just relax. Because we are looked after. Because all this power, all this energy, all this spirituality is there everywhere and inside us. 
we have this energy inside which we call our divine or how do you say spiritual mother and she is doing this for us she's protecting us and she has been protecting us all the way until now please give me my self-realization please give me the peace and the joy of the spirit and we don't put any effort we just relax attention inside and important really take it easy relax and the best thing about this meditation is if it it works automatically you don't have to do anything but you have to al allocate some time to sit down at home every day and go back into putting your attention to it so that it gets nourished. The issue in our life today is our attention is attracted to a lot of external things. It can be television, friends, our properties, money, our family. This is all okay, but we have to have some time for ourselves, for our spirit. So we have to train ourselves to allocate some time to feel our spirit, to look at our spirit and understand ourselves from inside. This is meditation. The next song we're going to listen to is called Jai Deva. And after that we will um, discuss or introduce the Diwali, which is a festival of light.
This is the festival of Diwali in India, festival of light. And uh, Leanne is going to explain the significance of this festival. So, uh, Diwali passed this week and um, in Saj Yoga meditation, when you start meditating, even though the Diwali festival is a, a Hindu festival, uh, the new year, it's like their Christmas, you understand the spiritual significance of the Diwali celebration and in Sahaja Yoga we can see it as before realization it's like being in the darkness and once your Kundalini is awakened you receive your self-realization you're enlightened the light is to switched on and Shumanaji has spoken about this festival um, many times explaining to us in a deep and significant manner what does Diwali mean um, and one of the aspects I mean of it is you know what the Hindus celebrate is the the respect of the wife the Lakshmi principle uh, it's a time of giving gifts to your wife uh, something for the kitchen a new sari buying gold um, looking after your family and celebrating the new year. But it's also on the uh, spiritual level is the festival before Diwali is the Navaratri. And it's interesting how the Halloween is uh, celebrated at the same time. But unfortunately, um, people aren't realizing that the Halloween uh, is involving yourself into all sorts of negative things and the Navaratri is about the destroying of the devils, the Rakshasas, but the Halloween is, seems to be celebrating it. Oh, I mean, uh, hopefully, you know, people are seeing it's more of a fancy dress, you know, costume party and, and you know, annoying people on their doors <laughs> and getting lollies. But um, the Navaratri festival is about destroying the negativity. And then you give thanks, and in the you know in the United States they then have the Thanksgiving. So in the Navaratri, it's it's the same thing. But the Navaratri, the killing of the Rakshasa or Ravana, goes back thousands and thousands of years. And so these two sort of um, traditions are working parallel. So before you can have the light, you have to kill the darkness. And um, the Diwali celebration is a, a festival of fun, of happiness, of eating, uh, you know, just like we have at Christmas. Um, but unfortunately, you know, it's become very materialistic. It's about, you know, the gift buying and uh, what you get for Christmas, not the, you know, proper significance. And in this... And in this talk of um, Shimataji, she explains a little bit what Diwali is about. So again, we treat this talk as a meditation. Make yourself comfortable. Take your attention inside. I could see the lights in your eyes. And this is the real Diwali. Diwali word comes from Two words, Deepa, Deepa and Avali. Deepa means, you know, lights. And Avali means rose. Rows and rows of lights. It seems it's a very, very ancient idea. And all over in the world, you see, whenever they have to celebrate something, 
then they put lights. And light, because light gives joy, gives happiness. So to overcome the darkness of ignorance, also we have to enlighten ourselves. And that is why it's important that everybody should get Self-realization to feel the light within themselves. And you must have noticed that after Realization, the eyes also sparkle, this light in the eyes of every Sajyogi. Today is the day when we worship the Lakshmi, Lakshmi principle, which is in our Nabi. Lakshmi principle that is understood, I have told you many a time, described Lakshmi to you, that she stands on a lotus and she has two lotuses in her hands. That means she so benevolent, so kind, that she doesn't pressurize anyone. But normally you don't find that. Anybody who has money, he just try to pressurize or try to push down. Even in Sahaja Yoga I've seen people like that. If they're a little better off, they try to push people, organize them, to control them. As if they think this is a power they have got out of the money that they have. But she herself stands on a lotus. That means on the beauty, the beauty of a being is shown that she doesn't trouble anyone, she can stand on a flower. So the first thing, those who have to worship Lakshmi have to remember one thing, that they are not to pressurize anyone, to push anyone, to control anyone or destroy. But she with her feet on the lotuses nourishes the lotus. Now two hands she has got lotuses. Lotus is a sign of beauty and they being pink is love. So, what does it symbolize? That a person who has Lakshmi, who has money, who has wealth, should be extremely generous, like a lotus which allows a horrible gnat-like black porky poking thigh, little beetle, also to come into it and to sleep. And she provides in the lotus a beautiful bed of comfort to such a person. She is black, he's got uh, thorns in it, but he is coming to rest, surrendered, and then she covers it with her petals and makes it comfortable and protective. So for a person 
who has money. <coughs> that should be the temperament. Otherwise he loses his money very fast. Or he's always insecure about his money. He doesn't know what to do. He wants to put money here, hide there, hide there, hide there. And there's no grace about such a person. And the house is such that you never feel comfortable because all the time they are worried the carpet will be spoiled, this will be spoiled, that will be spoiled, that should not be spoiled. What's the use of having such a house which gives you a headache? Well, common sense. A house should be such where you can live freely, at least a house should be done. But the soon we become materialistic, we get out of our Lakshmi principle. All the beauty of our wealth is finished. I've seen people that even a rat doesn't interest their house, live alone human beings. They polish their silver, they polish their brass, they polish their uh, furniture, their beautiful uh, house is done with beautiful uh, paper, expensive things, but a rat also doesn't it. And this is what is the Western materialism is, that we get so much worried about everything, I asked them, why are you so much worried? They said, because it's an investment and we have to sell the house. Everything is an investment. They themselves are investments, I think. How will they enjoy? They cannot enjoy their wealth because everything seems to be an investment. Their heads is an investment, their hair investment, nose investment, ears investment, everything is an investment. What's this of becoming human beings? You are just nothing but investments. Doesn't matter if the house is little bit sold, you get little less priced, what does it matter? After all, you have lived in that house. But I've seen that it's very common that if a guest is sitting and the child spills something, immediately before the guest will start cleaning it. It's very bad manners. What is this carpet worth than a human being? So the Lakshmi principle is to understand that matter is for expression of your love. How much you do for others, how much comfort you can give to others. I have seen some people, I have been to some people, that the Lakshmi, the woman who is in the house, won't even look after the tea of the people, nothing, she just enjoying herself and bothering about the carpets or I don't know about the soap, about this, but it's so low level, it is not even, it's not even a humanistic thing. So Lakshmi principle means love. This very few people understand. To them Lakshmi means money in the bank. No, it doesn't mean. It means money or anything like that to express your love. The another symbolic thing about her is she's a mother. And mother just gives nirvaj. She doesn't charge any interest for what she gives, she just gives. 
Her enjoyment is giving. I mean, I always think, what should I cook for you? If I can do this, I can buy this, I can buy this present for you. I mean, Diwali is a good day for me that I can give you so many things that I want to give you. And I love it. Nothing like the joy of giving. If you have more things, it's a headache. It's a headache. But you think that I have to buy this thing now. What should I buy for? Oh, I have to give it to this person. This will fit that person or that. So it relates to the collective feeling, a very beautiful feeling. So the Western people have to understand that materialism has gone too far into their heads. Everything to be insured. For what? But in India, if you have such people, I know, one or two people are like that in a, say, in a city, small city, then if they see in the morning these people, they'll go and have a bath. Or if they are seeing somebody coming from that side of that kind, they'll just go in the other way around. I asked why I said, Baba, that is when he's coming, he's a horrible materialistic fellow. Better go this way. But here in, in the West, what should you do? Everybody is like that. Where should you hide yourself? So we have to realize, in all introspection, we have to realize that we have gone too much into materialism.
So we'll have a very sh- another short meditation after this beautiful uh, music. This was um, a live live music which we <coughs> we call as bhajans, which is a traditional um, Indian um, devotional songs. And in the words of this song, um, they were saying about um, Lakshmi and then Mahalakshmi. The the Diwali is um, is about these two powers which we call Lakshmi and Mahalakshmi the Lakshmi principle is what Shri was describing in her talk which is about the the development of our um, detachment from, from matter our generosity our I- expression of love through uh, giving gifts through helping people uh, to looking after people and once we um, have gone beyond this attachment to matter then we can look into the second stage of our um, evolution um, aspect of this uh, of us and this is the evolution we, we spiritual evolution once we've achieved the the detachment from matter and things we can start to evolve spiritually because if we are too much involved into um, eating or grabbing things and being egoistical and things like this it's hard for us to evolve further but once we have achieved that then we can evolve further we can enjoy our um, properties to share it with people and then more than this we can look for the spirit within us so we're going to take our right hand on the stomach, on the left side, and keep your left hand open on the lap. Close your eyes, and put your attention into your heart, on your spirit. And here you say these, these words, which act like a mantra, I am not matter, I am the spirit. I am not material things, I am the spirit. I am not food, I am the spirit. I am not my house. I am the Spirit. I am not money. I am the Spirit. I am not my emotions. my thoughts. I am the Spirit. I am not the past, not the future. I am the Spirit.
I am completely satisfied with what I have. We can say three times, I am completely satisfied. Then place your right hand on your forehead and from your heart please say I forgive everybody I forgive everybody We can even put our attention on Israel and Palestine and just say I forgive everybody. I forgive everybody. Whatever is happening, whatever has happened, I forgive. Because I am the Spirit. I am not a piece of land. I am not money. I am not power. I am the Spirit. The pure joy. The pure love. We say, I forgive everybody from my heart. Then we place our head above the head and see if you feel some cool vibration, a cool breeze flowing from your head. Take your hand higher, up higher, above your head. Then take your right hand down on the lap and use your left hand high above the head. See if you feel cool. your left hand down and if you felt the cool see if you feel silent if you didn't feel cool it means that your mental activity is still on and you can balance it using your hands so you can leave your left hand on the lap and with the right hand starting from the hip on the left side you go up your left channel cross in front of the forehead and go down to the right channel go up from the, with the right hand go up to the left channel cross over the forehead come down to the right and you do this about seven times up to the left down to the right up to the left, very slowly.
Then you put your right hand again on your heart and really ask with all your desire, please give me peace. Please make me a good person. forgive everybody and I forgive myself. Then we place our both hands on the lap, keep our eyes closed for a little while and you just relax, don't do anything, don't push anything. Wherever your attention goes, let it go, just relax. to listen to a piece of music and um, after the music we're going to give you some announcements if you're interested in Saji Yoga meditation uh, contact numbers through the internet or by telephone so we're just uh, winding up the program and we're just going to finish up with uh, Innocence by Cirque du Soleil
So the program is nearly finished now, and we're going to play uh, um, some music done by some Israeli, uh, uh, I would say, pop group. And we w want to dedicate this program also to Israel and Palestine so that all this hatred and, and bombing and things is finishing and everyone really enjoys the, the spirit. Okay, thank you very much. We want to let you know that if you wish to know more about Sajoga, you can join any of the free classes we, we have all around Sydney or around Australia or anywhere in the world. Um, the number for Australia is 1-300-724-252, and the website is www.freemeditation.com.au. And um, enjoy yourselves, enjoy your meditation. Thank you. Dalete ma om lo nine alo Dale 